2: the Afterbuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is Afterbuzz TV's Pretty Little Liars After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And And now another post game wrap up show for your favorite TV show. It's After Buzz TV's Pretty Little Liars After Show. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another Pretty Little Liars
1: After Show. We are in season five, episode two, Poorly Girly, and I am your
3: host Kelly, and I have a fabulous set of co-hosts with me. Mm-hmm. Hi, everybody. It's Stephanie Wanger.
0: Hey, everybody. I'm Francisco Thurston.
3: And I'm Emma Kay.
1: And we had a pretty. Eh, I don't know what you guys think of the episode. A few of a few, everybody was like, I don't know, that it just seemed like not a lot happened, but a lot did happen. Let's start from the top with the girls at the police station. What did you what was your reaction to that?
2: It was definitely a bold move, but I think since it's already season 5, so we're expecting more of a wow like a punch moment that we haven't really gone except the whole Ezra being shot. Right. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I think they've been trying to avoid the police. That's what we've seen throughout most of these seasons. Right? And to see them walk in was kind of a interesting place to start the episode for sure. I don't think, it was definitely not what I was anticipating happening tonight.
0: I mean, that's the only, that I was expecting them to go to the police. A's dead, <laughs> you know, Allie's back. Who else is she going <laughs> to need to answer to, you know? <laughs> Eventually she's going to have to speak to some kind of official law person and what better way to just start it right off and throw I was just going to
2: say that I'm like well either she needs to walk in or they're coming to her so exactly. either way she yeah. needed to get that resolved so did you guys notice her looking
1: at her getting a text or looking at her phone before she actually had the conversation with Holbrook mm-hmm. I mean right. that, that? Was a, that was a quick little peek in the bag I didn't I didn't think much about it but then all of a sudden she goes into one of her famous alley stories and the girls are kind of looking at each other and her whole story changes from the truth, too, she was kidnapped and held hostage, and but her story doesn't seem to make sense. And Holbrook is kind of punching holes in, <laughs> in all of it. Sorry, there's a, <laughs> there's a of the mosquitoes. <laughs> <laughs> so he's kind of punching holes in her story. And I mean, we all know she's a great actress in character and out. She, you know, is the best at telling stories. Did Did you feel that her that she was at all sincere about being scared and? all of that the way that she kind of came across to the police.
2: Mm, I don't think so, but I think in a way she wanted them to know she's not telling the truth because you could tell, you know, Allie being the infamous liar that she is, you know, holding her breath at a younger young age to scare her mom. Yeah. You know, she, you know she's capable of pulling it off and she it seemed like she was doing it with the flaw for him to know that there's something going on. Mm -hmm. Even though she couldn't come, you know, and say she's lying.
3: Yeah, it seemed like she was creating this kind of web of lies, and I couldn't exactly figure out why she wanted to create the web of lies. I mean, there's obvious reasons, but also I kind of wondered if she wants it to... her story to crack in some way. Because these lies, they keep growing bigger and bigger.
0: We just kind of quickly see how fast Allie can just swoop right everybody up into her own little world. It's Allie's world and no one else's world. Everyone's living in Allie's world.
1: Everybody just seems to go with it. Automatically. Nobody calls her out. Nobody contradicts her. And the thing that kind of is interesting for me is why she felt the need to go kidnapping versus somebody was threatening me. I you know, was left for dead, somebody saved me and I had somebody chasing me all this mm-hmm. time. I couldn't go back home.
2: But who's like, kind of believe her like story? Difference. Like and you come out and say, Oh, it's someone by the name of A that I don't know who it is, so But she did know who it was. Like at this point they did know who it
1: was. So I've i just you know, why go the whole other route to do the whole basic A story? I don't know who kidnapped me. I was blindfolded but then the whole to, time.
2: It leads to the questions of who's in her grave. And how did Mm -hmm. that person end up in there? And who was the one that actually hit you over the head? So there's a lot of questions that are going to come up. And I'm sure, you know, as Emily says later on in the episode, Mm -hmm. she's trying to find the answers for herself, you know, regarding her mom and why she did what she did before the police get to it. Mm -hmm. So I could kind of understand why she didn't tell the truth because she wants to get answers from her mom. But at the same time, it's just creating the whole web of lies all yeah. over And, and it's again. just creating a whole other, situ- you know, pool of questions mm-hmm. that are
1: so off... Uh, well, not completely off-base, kind of goes in line. There's mind, too but, many
0: holes in her story right yeah. now for me. She's saying she got blindfolded and... Sorry, I don't know what that is.
2: But then, you know, I'm also thinking uh, she could be even in in a bigger trouble if she faked her death versus saying she was hostage.
0: Well, yeah, I mean that's what I was like... She, Sorry. <laughs> I can't, uh, there's a lot of holes in her story right now. She right. said she got blindfolded. She said she got kidnapped. She didn't know who did it. But why is there a dead girl? I mean, that would have been my first question. I'm like, okay, well, then why is this dead girl in a grave? And you're saying you got blindfolded and kidnapped. Like, there's I think already...
3: what all the lies yeah. are kind of giving her at the very least is time, though. She's yeah. getting time to kind of... Make her story better because mm-hmm. the police are, are going to have to figure out what's the truth and what's not. And so, by walking into the police station and telling the, all these lies, she's earning herself, you know, with this police station. Who knows? Months. <laughs> well, that's true. They, yeah. they they tend to take a while. But what <laughs> do you think she
2: texted? You know, for someone to come and like save her or pick her up, and she was waiting for a confirmation to see, you know, what, how long it was going to take, or what.
1: Truth she was going to tell. Yeah. Well, and that's the big question I think that from tonight's episode, at least in my opinion, is can we trust her? Can we trust her that she really is looking out for the team and not just herself? And it, it still begs that question was she always involved in some way, shape, or form? Does she know more than she's letting on? I still feel that that question is still kind of hanging there, even with the kind of Shauna reveal and all of that. Mm-hmm. Because it just, she just. I don't know she just plays that part so well it's still just kind of creepy the way that she handles things and then the whole situation with her brother like is he on to her or is he the bad guy like just the reception coming home
3: was a little odd. I think they were definitely painting Jason tonight as a bad guy right. in the way, just even in the way they filmed the episode. It it felt very he was like in the shadows and like it felt like they were definitely painting him as being someone who had a Creepily lot of secrets. Like yeah, entering but her anything bedroom. we know
2: by season five of PLO yeah, is I that never... anything that's obvious is usually not the truth. It's the complete opposite of what Absolutely. it usually is. So. So do you think Jason's
3: a good guy then?
2: Uh, I don't think uh, he's either or. I think he might be just as confused as the rest of us trying to find answers and he just got caught up in the web of lies, you know, peeling one layer at a time. And, you know, he. everyone has their personal siding, you know, what they're going to side with and some things he may or may not have agreed with. But we all know it started back from, you know, the Nat and the whole crew and the team that they had, whatever happened, whatever Allie knows it's that whole group that's hiding that secret that we need to find out what it is.
1: Well then it takes you know, and then it takes you back and it wonder you. well at least I wonder, what if he was working with Ezra this whole time to kind of uncover all of that stuff because you remember mm-hmm. that whole money exchange and that whole weird situation. We couldn't figure out what mm-hmm. was really going on there. Maybe he was kind of Following him around as he was investigating for his book, and maybe that's how they were both getting answers. So maybe he did know all along she was alive and was trying to find her, but not necessarily as a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Maybe just really trying to figure out what's going on.
0: I think Jason, in this episode, we kind of see how attached Jason is to Mrs. D, and we kind yes. of see that, you know, their relationship is probably stronger. I personally think that. Jason might have known what Mrs. D did to Allie, and that's why he feels so maybe awkward around her. You know, he Mm -hmm. watched her creepily in bed and he just, he's like, that's my theory. I feel like he knows.
3: I think he he knows a lot more than he's letting on, too. I know we've talked about this in past seasons that all these characters are shades of grey. There's not a good or a bad (laughs) and that's, yes, thank you for the shades of grey reference. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, uh, I just think that With Jason, he could be acting in some way as a protector of Allie, but there's also something. There's a dark side to him, and and I don't know what he knows that's kind of the dark secret. But I also feel like he's trying to be that brother protector figure. figure. What was
2: interesting to me is that when Allie asked, "So, had it like what was uh, the mom's reaction when she found out I was alive?" and you know, it it just it was kind of like off to me because she just came home tonight, and Mm -hmm. how long have they known that she's alive? I mean, we figured that, you know, she knew Allie was alive based on, you know, her keeping her room and the whole attic and the the fireplace, you know, coming in and out, but Jason knew as well, and how long has he known?
1: I mean, that in itself, it could be, like, foreshadowing for something else, Mm -hmm. that... You know, why was he cleaning his car in the middle of the night? What was he doing in New York? You know, was, you know, he the one that actually, you know, is saving his sister by doing the unthinkable, Mm -hmm. you know, to this mother that he loves so much? I mean, because you got to remember, too, he was a rejected kid. He was, you know, the neighbor's son. His dad isn't his dad. And that when that secret came out and that was a secret that Allie hung over the heads of her parents. Uh, well, of her mom and then of Spencer's dad, right? Mm-hmm. That, that mm-hmm. whole animosity and all of that. So there's definitely so much more to this story. And then all the people that have been killed along the way. Like, wh- what did they find out? What did they stumble upon? And who is really behind all this? Because I really just can't believe that it was Shauna this whole time with all yeah. of those little straight There's just no way.
2: No, I mean, Shauna only met Allie when she went into hiding. Right. So, who was a before then? Exactly. Because Mona. we find out that But even, even before even you know, before then. Melissa was getting yeah. the text messages. You know, Allie was getting the text messages. So, it wasn't just Allie. It was more than one person that was getting the text messages. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, there's definitely...
0: I can't I'm wait, wait for it's that. telling
1: you Dr. Sullivan.
2: I'm going to say it every <laughs> time.
0: <laughs> I can't wait for that series finale where they do the, like... Replay of everything and just everything clicks and makes sense and I'm like, oh my gosh! <laughs> be so obvious. How did we not? How
2: did we miss it? How did
0: I we can't wait for know. that moment because I'm gonna feel so relieved. As I said
2: before, over and over again, I think this is a generational thing and it has. It's it has to be someone older that's controlling yeah. the whole group. It can't be someone you know that's their age or even right. you know a couple of years older because there's way too much going on. Um, it it definitely needs sophistication, but also someone that has information on everyone.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, no and ways. they're getting
1: back into old habits as far as keeping things from each other. You know, Allie got that text message, and Emily doesn't want to tell Aria
3: because she's already freaking out. And those kind of bad habits are starting to kind of develop and that, again. And that's ultimately when they're at their weakest. Yes. We see it when the girls divide up and they don't share everything. That's when more problems arise for them. It's when they're working as a team that they're definitely able to put those puzzle pieces together. Because they each, we've talked about in past episodes, have their strong qualities. and But they have weaknesses as well. And so when they're all together, it's definitely a, a better team.
1: Yeah, absolutely. They definitely need to unite and stop thinking that the one knows more than the other. They're all in the same playing field right now.
0: Yeah, they are all being <laughs> trailed by whoever is coming after them right now with these text messages. And have been going through the same thing. So it's better with power and numbers. Why do you guys keep doing this to yourselves? I
1: know. Season after season. And real <laughs> quick, I mean all of a sudden there's a random dog. Oh, yeah. Pepe,
0: Pepe. Pepe
1: serves his purpose at the end, but I mean, pep, like all of a sudden just Pepe shows up. And there's no real explanation other than the mom was trying to rescue him. So I still Allie want takes it the in. bird to come back. I know. I know. No
0: what
3: way. was the bird's name? I can't remember. I that
0: bird at home.
3: Yeah. I loved <laughs> that bird. That bird was awesome. I feel like the dog just served. The exact purpose of this episode—they needed some way for everyone to discover that body, Mm -hmm. and without that, without the dog, they wouldn't have had a way to get there. And so, yeah, so definitely, nothing's
0: going to dig a hole in the ground other than a dog, right? Unless you're like trying to do some landscaping. But
3: (laughs) I just (laughs) kind of the intro was so awkward. Yeah, I completely (laughs) agree. And I also wonder if we'll see that dog again, or is this was just like a cameo. Cameo <laughs> for the story like and, well just because like characters go in and out on the show so it's possible mm-hmm. animals would too.
0: Pepe's Well we've girls. seen we've
3: seen one at least. Yeah. I would <laughs> like to see Pepe hang Me
0: around too.
1: and be like a protector of Ally. She needs you know, a protector you know, because
0: does. Lord knows those other girls can't <laughs> protect her. Why did she not take
1: Pepe with her when she went to the cemetery? I mean she can't be running off by herself.
0: Mm, Pepe, bring him <laughs> along girl. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, what else do we have here? (laughs) Um, I thought Aria was an interesting... Yeah, and the violin music. She's dreaming about the whole murder. Well, not the acts of self-defense, let's say. Mm -hmm. She's dreaming about that and all of a sudden wakes up and there's violin music in her backyard. How creepy is that?
0: Yeah, that's... um, I don't know why Um... she didn't go outside and look. She and, kind of
2: yeah. looked out the window,
1: It was good window, enough for me.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I really thought she was going to go off at Mona when she walked in and she was sitting with Mike at the table. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can't believe you're so calm about it. I would have kicked this girl out and bolted the doors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Told Mike you can't see her anymore. But she's like, she's not confronting that, but she's scared of violin music that's playing in her backyard. Can
3: we talk
0: about... And we about... have
2: the hashtag... Aria versus Mona, but I didn't really see no. too much of that. No. I want Mona to see always more. has the
3: upper, upper
1: hand. Like yeah. I want to see. Yeah, I'm, I agree with you. I want to see more of that. What do you want to Can talk Can we
0: talk about how Cody Christian is looking?
1: Oh. Really Mike, Mike is growing up. Everyone is coming back hot yeah. and stunned. Yeah. <laughs> Mike is like,
0: growing where do up. where did these muscles come from? Why do you look like a grown ass man? <laughs> yeah,
1: lots of hot boys running around there. Yep. No, he definitely looks good, and uh,
2: apparently he put the violin music on.
3: Well, he iPhone. didn't
2: remember. He said, "Oh,
3: I I might have." He didn't remember if it was coming from his well, room. Huh. Yeah, he borrowed Arya's iPod, mm-hmm. um, and then it was like, "Oh, maybe I did have it on." And I was, I found that to be an interesting point to not be able to recall.
0: If you, I don't think maybe he wanted to, maybe admit it in front of Mona. He's I mean, when well, be... he said he
1: was putting music together for a history project, but then he couldn't remember what music it was. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Mm, that's kind of odd. It's fishy. Yeah. It's, it's fishy. Fishy. Also, it's fishy. Who that whole relationship between him and Mona, I, I can't totally. Well, I see. think he's
1: definitely, he's the younger one. I think he's definitely really into it, and he's the one that pursued her in the episode today. That's true. And I think she obviously has ulterior motives mm, for that, but he's
2: mm. hot. Why not? Why not? <laughs> Get him on <laughs> You have to remember, Mona's the new it girl around school, so being, what is he, like a freshman, sophomore, dating I mean a think he's a sophomore now, maybe? Dating a Who senior, knows. it's, yeah. it's no. a reputation thing amongst his buddies, and she's the new Allison, you know, from, around school. From yeah. his
3: perspective, I totally get why he would want to be with her, but, but... I'm not
2: doubting him that he's doing it with, you know, other motives as well, and it's just to probably help Arya with uncovering something. I don't know. So Because he's very in, in tune with what goes around mm-hmm. around
3: him. See, I thought it was more of a selfish move on his part to be like, no. Oh, I he's just dead guy I mean a guy. No, yeah.
2: because he's very I mean, from all the people, even though he was against the whole Arya and Fitz thing mm-hmm. relationship they had, he's actually been one of her supporters. Right. And making, you know, sure she's happy and doing what she needs to do. But he also, you know, uh, overheard the whole Fitz conversation she's like he's like oh is she okay you know what's going on so I think he's very knowledgeable around his surroundings and what goes on but he doesn't speak too
3: much about it see I felt like it was more that he was sick of being second fiddle to his sister like constantly she's the center of this universe it feels like with her friend dying and all of this happening and he was like well I get to be with the girl the popular girl now like i'm gonna go for it i don't care if she has whatever he doesn't see the motives that she might have
0: i i I kind of agree it could go both ways he could be selfish or like she said i feel like he knows about mona and he knows what the girls went through with mona so maybe he could be keeping the enemy close and mona's keeping the enemies close as well so maybe they could also both be doing the same thing
2: Yeah, because that's what he's done, you know, stuff for him as well. Like, you know, saving him with the whole school situation, you know, talking to the principal. Right. So he's done things for them and for the family that maybe he just feels like, you know, he needs to play his part in saving or getting some answers for his sister. I feel
0: like Mm -hmm. it's going to be bigger. I feel like his role in that relationship is going to be something bigger. I don't feel like it's going to be just this relationship. Or he's just going to wind up getting... Hurt in the crossfire. Yeah,
3: that's Again, what I yeah, kind of yeah. feel like, is that he's going to end up being a... You know, casualty. Yeah, casualty.
0: casualty. Yeah. Hmm.
1: We'll see. Toby's mm-hmm. back. Toby is
2: back with his long
0: hair. Oh, cut it okay, off. Okay, hashtag, hashtag, hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, Toby looks so good with the...
2: He came with the um, Euro cut. <laughs> yeah, okay, he, was, he was in London. He goes he
0: to back. London and comes back with long hair. I don't
2: get it. So
1: we know from last episode, Melissa is back. We didn't see Melissa this time, but... Um, Her mom didn't have nice things to say about her. It's like Melissa came back with, you know, nothing but attitude and secrets. So she obviously knows that there's something fishy going on there. Then they find out that Melissa had told a story that she came back rushing home because Toby went to London and saw her. But he actually ran into Wren, who is living where Melissa was supposedly staying in and, London.
2: And so. didn't when she came back, didn't she say you know she came back because she was concerned about Spencer and what she was going through? Yes. And so how does she know if Toby never even spoke with her? So, you know, it raises a whole new different right, level we, of questions. Yeah. Of how did you know all that information? And
1: we've always kind of suspected that Melissa was all, you know, definitely not genuine in her concerns. There's more going on back there than we... Then we see the guy and that we've yet to find out. We Just see where she ends own. up.
0: She ends up in yeah. the meeting with Mona, and obviously mm-hmm. there was some kind of communication along that path where Melissa was like, Allie's back. I'm gonna go get that beach.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well she obviously has a secret she wants to tell that her dad is keeping her from telling. So yeah. we'll we'll soon find hopefully. Secrets. Maybe in families <laughs> find out what that's all about. And I mean it makes it I think that it makes it also seem that we're gonna see more of Ren coming back and figuring Please. out what his his role Please.
0: is.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've had so many crazy, you know, uh, theories being tweeted uh, about the whole rent situation. Share one with us. That he's <laughs> the one that helped Melissa switch out the DNAs of the dead bodies girl and Allie, so that's why they didn't know it was, Allie wasn't the one that was dead because he works in the hospital, so... Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. I de- he definitely plays a part in getting in and out of Radley and, you know, with with the testing and all of that. He's definitely one of, one of them. Him and Dr. Sullivan, I'm telling you. <laughs> I was gonna say, I
3: think we've talked about him as being yes. deeply yes. involved in this previously. <laughs> uh,
1: and then we have... Um, Jessica. All episode, we're trying to find Allie's mom. Allie's dad goes over to Hannah's house and tries to get Ashley to kind of snoop into her emails to see if there's any sign of where she could possibly be. Everyone seems to think Jason is hiding her and he's pretty defensive and stuff about that and seems he's coming across as more angry and secretive versus worried so it's hard to kind of tell what he does know or doesn't. I don't know. And then...
2: Well, he definitely wants to keep his distance from the girls mm-hmm. and make sure, you know, they don't come around the house or is very overprotective of Allie, you know, creepy, watching over her while she's sleeping yeah. at night, questioning, you know, the girls while they're over at the house. So who knows what he knows? What was he doing in Philadelphia? What
1: was dropping he dropping off that... Well, Shady obviously it wasn't
0: to Mrs. D, so no, <laughs> no. no, no. Who could? Melissa. D? Hmm.
2: I don't
1: know. No, Melissa's <laughs> in town.
0: She's not a secret.
2: Hmm. What could he have been? Well, with? she hasn't been around for for this episode, so who knows where she's staying or sure. b- or
1: maybe it's where Jenna. their
2: corporate offices.
1: <laughs> oh, oh god. Yeah. Oh.
2: Since they busted up the lair, they had to have another one. Oh, no,
1: <laughs> no,
0: not. I don't. I hope Jason's not in the mix. I hope he's the cool brother, and he's just. Just feeling really awkward about what he knows.
1: Yeah, maybe. And then we have Spencer and Toby. You know, we've to Toby's back, and, you know, Spencer, you know, gets right back on that train and starts, <laughs> <laughs> Why not? starts ignoring her phone calls. But then they have this weird moment where she gets really emotional. She doesn't want to answer the phone, and she says it's not because of Allie, it's not because of her sister not because of anything, so I wonder kind of what's going on there.
3: I feel like he's always been so good at reading Spencer. Like, Spencer Mm -hmm. tries to Mm -hmm. internalize so much, and what's so interesting about that relationship is he kind of reads her like a book. Like, he knows what's going on, for the most part, with her. For, at least in the last few seasons. She's Mm -hmm. kind of
0: easy to read a little bit, though. Like, you can kind of see... When you know something like Allie being around town Mm -hmm. is happening... Spencer is that kind of girl I feel like that we see her just, you can see her react, you can see her change emotionally when stuff is apparent. So maybe that's you know. Yeah,
1: she tries to be super strong but sometimes it gets overwhelming Mm -hmm. and it just kind of all comes to a head.
2: I'm actually liking her mom being on her side, even though she's being a mom and holding her accountable for her whereabouts and what she was doing. I feel like we we're seeing the parents split and take sides with the mom on Spencer's side and the dad mm-hmm. on Melissa's side. So it's going to be interesting to to see how that whole story uh, uncovers as well and what happens between the parents and what is the di- dad hiding that we don't know about? Why is he protecting Melissa? Yeah, I mean, I really have a good feeling that he's the one that killed uh,
1: Misty D. Because yeah. she got
0: that email. Hannah looked at the email and it said that Mrs. De Laurentis couldn't protect anybody anymore. The night she disappeared, she
1: mm. was going to send the email, and didn't end up sending it. So I who think was it she was to, send it to
2: maybe Allie. Hmm. Uh,
0: I don't think so.
1: No, maybe it was to, to, dad. to, yeah. uh, to Spencer's dad, maybe. Yeah, and boom. Because yeah, there's there's uh, there was a lot going on between
3: them too that was pretty weird. I mean, um, minus the, the, you know, having a child together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on a slightly related note, I do appreciate that this season we're seeing the parents be parents. Uh, yeah. we, I know we've yes. talked about this before. Except for Aria's parents. Yeah. They're yeah. just or gone. They order food. Hasn't
1: she been, you know, like, been
2: back from Europe yet with her boyfriend and right. mom? Like, where is she? That
1: was the only thing. It was We didn't have any mention of Arya's parents aside from Mike saying, Dad said to order dinner. And they yeah. <laughs> with the pizza. I feel like Aria's no.
0: dealing with it all by herself. Yes. There's no parental guidance at all.
3: Yeah. No, poor thing. It's, I know, it's really tough. But we but did see a lot more parents in this episode than we've seen in Because sometimes you have these girls out in the middle of the night, and I know I've always like been like, oh, where would my parents be like, no, that's not an acceptable thing for you to be doing. You need to be home. So. I also
2: like that Allie's dad is back in the picture. I mean, we've seen him only like once or twice, right. so it's good to see him back, and I want to get a backstory on him to find out what happened. I mean, I know he says they're not living together anymore, but... What is, uh, he he seems to have a lot of issues with Jason, and I don't think it has anything to do with Allie's disappearance. Maybe, you know, it's the fact that he's not his son, but there seems to be a lot of tension between them two. I want to know more of a backstory maybe a flashback yeah they've done a few uh, like a few different flashbacks
1: throughout the seasons that we see a lot a lot of the fighting was because she you know she was adamant that Allie was still alive he wanted to move on and kind of deal with it so there was a lot of you know animosity there between the parents which I think caused was one of the big reasons for the separation and just having to deal with the fact that you know Jason wasn't his and he found out you know at a really you know not that long ago before Allie disappeared, I think. So he had thought all of this time, and then you know to have that bomb thrown, and then the, you know the family lives across the street, and just yeah. kinda, you know it's not a good situation all the way around. And that's a lot of stuff he had to deal with.
0: One moment that I really, really loved out of this entire episode, and one of the emotional, most emotional moments that I've seen on Pretty Little Liars was the scene with Allie and...
2: all by herself.
0: Yeah, and no, with Mr. D. Yes, oh. it was. Yes. It just seemed. Real when it's, she when he
1: pulled the photo out of his yeah. wallet, yeah, it just seemed
0: like because a lot of the time I feel like they're actors acting on a show and they're playing these stories, mm-hmm. but I finally felt like they were just in a real moment, like mm-hmm. a, a dad who lost his daughter and now the daughter's finally back, and it just felt like they got lost in their moment and it felt real. So I really appreciated that. No, I and actually like moment. the
2: ending how Allie was just lost in not lost, but she was just there. You know, while everyone was like moving around doing their things, you saw the four girls going in to the house together, and Allie was just there. It, you know, I think it's a good representation of the season and how it's going to play out that Allie's not the center of attention anymore, and it's pretty apparent, you know, with Mona showing up to um, to greet Allie and reveals that you know she's not going to be hiding from from her anymore, and she, that was her who sent the text message. Well, it's like now Allie's the one on the
0: outside. I feel like Mona knew what she was doing. She knew that if Mona sent her... If she sent Allie that text message, that Allie was going to wrap everybody up in another lie again. Mm -hmm. Like, Allie could have told the police everything, but if Mona was calculated and she knew that when she did that, it was going to go back to the same way that Allie used to be. Well, because she
1: is exactly the same way that Allie used to be, just on a whole different level Mm -hmm. and with a different motive. She is trying to... Punish Allie or get justice as she calls it, but she, but she by acting the same exact way. And I'm waiting for someone to kind of point that out to her and call that out. But it's everybody in that little group is doing the same thing, it's like stooping down to that level in order to get whatever justice that she feels she deserves from it. Mm -hmm. Which is going to be interesting to watch that play out, especially with as cocky as she's being about it.
0: Mm -hmm. Because, you
1: know, A was one thing being secretive and scary. Mona's
2: going to be all in your face. And that was really, really bad writing. I did not (laughs) like that at (laughs) all. How can Allison not stand up to Mona? Especially, it's kind of like, I feel like that's what you created. You made her and you gave her the confidence and you can't stand up to her, you know, Especially Allie being who she is. Mm -hmm. She's always strong, even at her weakest point. And that was just... I felt like it was a breaking point, which it shouldn't have been. Okay.
0: Yeah, we've seen Allie stand up to some pretty tough people. Like, strong Allie, like, you're not going to do what... You know, we've seen her do that. so Mm -hmm. But it was kind of weird to see her be timid against Mona, of all people. Little dorky Mona. Maybe
1: it was more shock than... Timid. You yeah. know, I don't know. Maybe she was more shocked than scared, but also her speech leading, you know, before Mona's, re- you know, answer was, "I'm not the same person. The girl that's in here is really gone. I mm-hmm. can't be that way anymore. I am different. I have to be different. Let's be friends. Yeah, I know you hate me. I'm basically I'm sorry." And then Mona comes back at her. Oh, nope. Uh, I'm not taking that. Then she should
2: have just switched that, switch right Mm -hmm. away, and be like, okay, well, you want to go down that (laughs) path? Let me show you what I can do.
1: I would have have, have loved that. (laughs) Don't they get tired (laughs) of all that scheming?
0: I literally would have loved, once Mona was just like, and I'm not going to, and you're going to wish you stayed at it, and I wish Allie would have been like, yeah, well, bring it. Like, I wish she would have just, like, stepped forward in Mona's face and was like, bring it, bitch.
2: And did you guys catch any of the, uh, kind of like, uh, symbolism with Allie and the hoodie and the black mm-hmm. outfit throughout yeah. the episode. Yeah, I don't know if that you know is meant to signify anything with her being involved, but you know she was in a hoodie in all black, you know, with the crowd and everything was going on around her, even though she didn't have a mask on. Mm-hmm. But it was just uh, too significant for me to over overlook that. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I mean, and obviously the big reveal of the night is. which we've touched on a little bit is that Mrs. De Laurentiis has been killed. Officially. Officially. She's officially dead. You know, Pepe found her. It's not
0: good. (laughs) Poor Pepe. He's going to (laughs) be scarred for life. (laughs) It's,
1: you know, it's, and I'm interested to see how Allie is going to react to that. It's one thing to be angry at your mom and, and think whatever you want to think about things and fight, fight, fight. But what, to find out that she actually is dead, I I I just, I wonder if how that's going to play out. And, and, and how,
2: she didn't get her answers, which no. she was looking for. So mm-hmm. now it's back to square one of doing her own research, and she's going to have to depend on the group.
3: Yep. So now they have to band together. Yeah, I kept wondering once the body was discovered if Allie's going to have some sort of... Some form of regret. If she's for not not figuring out the answers, not having those conversations with her mom anymore, for fighting so much. I don't know what the regret will exactly be. Mm -hmm. But if... Regret will be part of her character. Well, maybe
1: that'll be the thing that switches, you know, switches her back on to stand up to Mona when she goes to school. We're gonna see Allie back at her finest. I
2: think that might help switch Jason in, you know, being allies with his sister now and confessing and telling her the truth of what's Mm -hmm. really going on. Now that it's basically just them together.
0: I kind of felt in that last scene where the camera panned from like you know low to high Mm or just. I felt like I saw a range of emotions from Allie. At first yeah. she was sad and then as the camera raised she looked kind of relieved a little bit. She looked kind of like whew, I don't know. I felt like it was like a range of things, so she doesn't know what she's feeling yet.
1: Yeah, I I absolutely agree. I think it definitely could be that and we're you know, and the symbolism of her being by herself I think is definitely something yeah. to not discount and you know we'll see. We'll see
2: where it goes from there.
3: Yeah, so much know. happening
0: tonight. Not, not the I'm best, best episode I'm excited for, you know, <laughs> the hundred
2: episode because, uh, you know, the whole full cast is going to be there. Including Caleb. I know. I know.
1: 100th
0: episode. Well,
1: hopefully Aria can get it together and, you know, c- calm down a little bit. I mean, I can't imagine what she's going through. But at least she has Emily, which they kind of bonded on that mm-hmm. moment. You know, the whole self-defense the whole self-defense so thing. So who was
2: she protecting? Herself or the rest of the girls? <laughs> so uh-huh. When Emily's like, well, you did it out of self-defense. No, honey, she did it for you guys. <laughs> but, I, but I think it was more like the way to yeah. think about
1: it, that it was me or you. What are you going to do? It wasn't, that like, you didn't go cold bloodedly murder her the way she was about to do us. Like, you know, trying mm, to I don't help her with to get better. Dark side. Once you taste blood, it's kind of like have to step back from it. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see what's. I don't know. We'll see what's going on. Well, we have um, asked you guys all on YouTube and iTunes. Obviously, download our podcast. It's free. Tell your friends. Leave comments on YouTube. And we have been reading all of your comments and theories. So thank you very much. And definitely correcting if we you know we've forgotten something in this massive five seasons of. Right. and lies and you know all, we need all flow a flow chart that.
0: someone send us a <laughs> flow gonna, chart we're gonna
1: make one we're gonna make one I mean, So yeah. um, everybody's gotten some cool tweets and all that so we wanna thank you guys for participating and please continue to do that and use the hashtag P-L-L-A-B-T-V so we can continue to chat and keep these conversations yeah. going throughout yes. the week because Will we be. definitely love, love that so the whole controversy surrounding Ian coming back we're still researching that but it seems that that could happen
2: whether it be in a flashback I don't know I don't know. Marlene King stated in an interview that there is a possibility of him coming back. So maybe his twin, in what capacity? I don't Mm -hmm. know. But and some flashback.
3: In some comments, (laughs) they were saying a flat, yeah, flashback. Yeah, flashback could work. Yeah. So I don't think it's necessarily. He obviously has died officially on the show, but in what capacity he could come back? You never know with Pretty Little Liars. That's very true.
1: Um, we've got some great theories so I want to say thanks to uh, Demi's Angel which is at Demi's G-Y-A-L she always tweets us like the best theories we've got pictures here of notes and all of these things so you've got a, a thing about that Shanna met Ezra in Georgia is your theory when he offered to help look for Allie and that's kind of how that whole thing kind of makes sense and how Shana was A and there's lots more details in which we will retweet so you guys get the pleasure of reading all of this so thank you so much for Um, sending us that theory. Do you guys have some you want to share? I mean...
3: uh, (laughs) i sorry. (laughs) I thought Emma was going to take it. Uh, No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, we just love reading all of these. They're amazing, and some of them are so detailed. I have people tweeting me tweet after tweet with details of their theories, and sometimes we come in here and watch the show immediately before, so it's always fun to kind of see what you're Mm -hmm. thinking because you have more time to think it out and, and we can talk about it yeah. on our show.
0: I guess i will give a shout out to uh, TomValentine31. You've always been consistent with tweeting us all the time, so thank you so much for tweeting us and sharing your theories and being excited for our podcast and after live feed and everything.
2: And I have to give a shout out to Georgie at Georgie Thunder. He has... Tweeted us some of his theories, but uh, one I find interesting is that he said he said C speaks French and we know A speaks French. Holbrook and Allie date at some point.
3: Hmm. That's an interesting,
2: interesting thought. A has spies, and one could be in Mona's group.
0: Hmm. I still hmm. think A is done. I personally do.
1: <laughs> you what? just want
2: it to be I, done.
1: Wishful <laughs> thinking. Know. I think it goes. I think it goes way too far back. I don't know. But again, please. Tweet us, Facebook us, leave your comments on iTunes and YouTube, and use the hashtag P-L-L-A-B-T-V, and tell us your thoughts and theories, and we will shout you out next week, and hopefully just kind of get more great ideas about where this crazy show is going to take us next.
0: Yeah, use the hashtag. <laughs> we will be looking for your yes, hashtag. we the hashtag. Please. Use it, use it. P-L-L-A-B-T-V.
1: <laughs> All
3: right, you guys want to do some news and gossip? Yeah. Yeah.
0: After Buzz TV News.
3: All right, what do you got? Yeah, so the Teen Choice Award nominations were announced today. <laughs> Woohoo! hoo So uh, Pretty Little Liars and The Vampire Diaries, of course, led those nominations. Pretty Little Liars received five. Um, they're nominated awesome. for Choice TV Show Drama, of course. <laughs> um, Choice TV Actor Drama, Ian Harding and Keegan oh. Allen. And Choice TV Actress Drama, Lucy Hale and Troy nice. okay. and Belisaro. Nice. And if you're between the ages of 13 and 19, you should definitely go on. You can vote once per day. And the show airs August 10th. So tune in nice. for that. my that
0: birthday. My birthday. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Super
3: fun. Yeah. Your <laughs> <Good laughs> birthday. Um, and Glamour did a fun uh, kind of. I guess one question for the cast, and they said, "If you had to take a cross-country flight anywhere, which co-star would you most want to sit next to?" Mm. Mm. And I want to ask you guys. Do you have any people you would want to sit next to on a long flight, Jake? <laughs>
0: Uh, <laughs> I, per- I personally would love to sit next to Shay Mitchell, who plays Emily. She yeah. seems like a really cool, fashionable, fun girl. She's beautiful. I think we could be best friends. So if you're I would there. want
3: mm-hmm. Hannah to entertain me. Yes. <laughs> I know, right? that was what a big popular answer. Ashley Benson yeah. sitting next to you. Um, Brandon Robinson, who we've had in here. Janelle, of course, chose, and Janelle's been here too and said that they were good friends. So that makes a lot of or sense. Or Janelle
0: too. I would love to have Janelle. Yeah. So
3: Yeah. yeah. Um, And Ian mentioned, of course, that he and Lucy have a special relationship now, and so they would have fun together. Um, You should definitely go to Glamour.com and check out more of the answers, because... I, everybody weighed in on this, so it's it's really fun to see who might hang out with each other off-camera. <laughs> um, that being said, Tryon also uh, took to her uh, website this week and kind of talked about... I thought this was really interesting, that the Emmys doesn't often acknowledge teen dramas. They And she would really like them. Not even Pretty Little Liars specifically, just that there are styles and genres of shows that should be considered by the Emmys, and that's going on right now, the Emmy nominations that will... Another award show that'll be, I think, at the end of August. hmm mm-hmm. Emmys. Yeah, no, that's interesting. The Emmys are, you know, pretty
1: selective about the shows and that they...
0: There's a lot of brilliant, brilliant actors on TV right now, though, so it's hard to... Well, Pretty Little Liars is an amazing show, and these girls are super talented, and that's why their show is super successful. But there's just, uh, yeah. there's a lot of talented, skillful, technical actors that are on TV right now that are gonna get the nod over. Lucy Hale and
1: yeah, Yeah. There's actually a
3: lot of great television right now, Mm -hmm. so the competition is fierce.
0: It's really fierce. Although it would be nice for them to at least get the consideration.
3: Yeah, Yeah, she just says, um, there are so many different ways to tell a story with a variety of styles and genres all being celebrated and explored. So why is it that all the different types of shows being recognized this Emmy season, the ones like mine, teen shows, are written off as fluff? So I thought that that was Hmm. a very interesting take on it and you should definitely go to her website and check out the full blog post.
0: Now don't kill me after Buzz T V fans, Purdue Liar fans. I don't I don't think Liars is fluff at all. I love the show. That's why I'm here. Yeah, I mean it's we just, all are the competition yeah. is when it comes to actors and actresses, <laughs> and gonna... you know,
2: it's a whole political thing going
0: on yeah. too.
1: So
2: exactly, I mean, it goes
1: both ways. I know that the producers and stuff of a show like Sons of Anarchy they have kind of the same complaint because on the other side of the spectrum, they don't get recognized either. So you know, it, mm-hmm. it goes both ways, and it's definitely and something also to think there's
3: about. a lot of campaigning that networks do for their shows. Right. If you live here in LA, you see billboards and all of that. Campaigning for specific actors or shows to be nominated, so it is kind of one of those things about which which so ones start they your support. <laughs> <is right laughs> on you <fans>. yeah. <laughs> campaign, PLL Miami. Uh, right, <laughs> and um, Shay Mitchell, you sent me this article, it's Love a great her. one. Um, she uh, posed for uh, Galore magazine, and it's a fun, like, look at sexy shoes. She shoot. is
0: pretty. She is gorgeous. Like, oh. Yeah, well, I want to go They're on one high, of those but...
2: wine tastings with her and Ashley Benson. Like, <laughs> I know, right? Girls' <laughs> weekend. Uh, yeah, <laughs> thanks for the invite, girls. Uh, all right, predictions. Let's okay, I have a, a couple more oh. news and golf. Oh, but I could do it in prediction.
0: Okay. Whoa. <laughs>
2: We just want to keep you guessing.
0: Okay.
2: <laughs> um, Marlene King stated that uh, this for this uh, season, they're going to be doing a Christmas episode versus a Halloween episode, Ooh. which is something that she's been wanting to do for four That'll years. That'll
3: be really fun. So,
2: and uh, she is hoping to get Ezra in a Santa boxer. <laughs> <laughs> it is something sexy Santa <laughs> yes it's something that he is interested in if she can you know if they could do the writing to somehow make that happen so Go will Ian. we see Ezra in <laughs> Foxers hmm I don't know we'll see and uh, you know the whole theory about Allie and Caleb. you know it's out there for, for people it hasn't been confirmed but they're saying Allie and Caleb might kiss in <gasps> a whole no. desperate oh, kiss that. that's coming <laughs> up. No. Also, um, Allison and Emily and Paige are going to be in a love triangle, which is going to be the most interesting triangle of this season.
1: That's a given, though. That, that yeah. doesn't surprise me. That's kind of—it's
2: always kind of been that way.
1: Even with everyone thinking Allie was dead, it was still kind of like going to
0: push Paige into that.
1: And back into that Mono group, group.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah. Hmm,
1: interesting. So, Lots of fun, fun things happening. happening.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> predictions. All right.
1: Now we can
2: do predictions. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Yay! And Now afterbuzz TV
3: predictions. All right, Stephanie, go. Um, I have kind of an outside the box one, so I Ooh. hope people will treat me and tell me what they think. Um, I think that Arya's father, who we kind of see occasionally but not a lot as we mentioned earlier Mm i feel like he's a part of it in the multi-generational i don't know i just for a long time kind of thought he was not as sketchy i guess and now i'm just thinking he's like full on on the dark side well we did have a
1: flashback with those two interacting in a very awkward way so yeah maybe Mm -hmm.
2: okay okay what about you interesting um, I'm so confused with all these predictions, but one of the new predictions or theories that has came in my mind, just looking at pictures and how the whole Arya character is playing out, I feel like she will be joining A, Team A, in some capacity. I don't know in what capacity, but if you guys go back and take a look at even the billboard for, for the The The, season? The season, you know. (laughs) Arya is the only one that's like standing out from the rest of the crowd, from the rest of the girls. If you really look at it, she's like the center of attention from the rest of the girls. There was a
3: Wet Paint article this week that talked about a few theories about that character, and one of them was that she'll go to Radley, so that's uh, there's something really? going Are on. all of them? I can see turns that there?
0: pushing her. The, <laughs> what,
3: the yeah. The
0: killing. Of, so I
2: don't know if she's gonna, yeah. you know, be a villain. You know, now that yeah. she's killed someone. So I, my prediction is she's gonna be involved in some way, some form.
3: I don't know how.
0: I think if there's okay. any character, she's gonna go dark that could pull that off is probably Lucy Hale.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, it'll be interesting to see how that affects her relationship or lack of relationship with uh, Ezra.
0: Yeah.
1: Interesting. I don't know. A lot of people are thinking that Paige may just be playing the double agent role to kind of see what's going on since Melissa, Mm -hmm. since you know, since she saw Melissa joining that group as more of a leader versus a follower in that Mm -hmm. sense. So maybe there's that. But then this, I won't believe
2: her until she tells Emily (laughs) (laughs) And and, you know, and you know,
1: she's not going to because if she's got to be a spy, then no one can know. So that's going to be well. Hello,
2: she was like so fast to send off the note that Allie's alive to the detectives.
1: So Um, yeah.
0: Uh, I don't
2: know. I I feel like was she trying to speed up the whole revealing process of Allie coming out and the whole Mona team taking revenge on her? It was just too awkward.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we'll Allie's going to be Queen Bee again next week. She's going what? back to her roots.
2: Well, I, think it. I, don't think it <laughs> I don't think it was her in those heels, so.
1: <laughs> mm. I think it's going to be a fight for power between yes. Mona and Allie, and I'm ready to watch. Yes, so me we'll too. see what happens. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us this week. Make sure to follow us on social media at After Buzz TV. Also, use the hashtag PLLABTV, and let's keep chatting throughout the week and see what. Comes of next week's episode. <laughs> and make sure to, again, go to iTunes, rate, download, comment, all that good stuff. And you can follow me at,
3: oh, excuse me, Kelly with an <laughs> IEO79. <079. laughs> and you can follow me at Stephanie Wenger.
0: You guys can follow me on Instagram at Francisco Thurston and on Twitter, uh, the Francisco. I won't be here next week. I'm going to be in Miami for my birthday. So. <laughs> <Happy> birthday. <gasps>
2: And you guys can find me on Instagram, Twitter, at Real Emma K. And also, we're having a special discount code. It's PLABTV on EmmaK's Closet.com. See you guys
1: next week.
0: From executive producers
2: Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network.